0: Check this out. This is The Ribbon Read featuring Curtis Lewa. About- now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is The Rip and Read.
1: This was the scene in front of 100 Center Street, Manhattan Criminal Court. Thomas Kniff and his partner marched in with the hero USMC Marine, Daniel Penny, who has been charged by Alvin Bragg. Turn him loose, Alvin Bragg. Turn loose the criminals, arrest those who stand their ground and fight back. You remember Jose Alba. Remember the man behind the counter at the bodega? Remember the man who had it grabbed that knife and had to stick a guy who came over the counter, prepared to drag him outside and kick the living daylights out of him? Who knows? Maybe more. And Jose Alba stood his ground. Stabbed. This enemy of society was put on Rikers Island, charged with murder with a million dollar bail over his head until we people were outraged. We rose up. We said Alvin Bragg, friend of the criminal, release Jose Alba, release Jose Alba. And it was a tsunami of support for Jose Alba. But eventually, when exonerated, when they dropped all charges, Jose Alba said, I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. It's dangerous for me in Manhattan, especially with Alvin Bragg. I'm going back to the DR. Imagine he felt it was safer in Santo Domingo than here in New York City. And he's right. And now we see another young man who has risen to the occasion, Daniel Penny, stood his ground on that F train at 2.30 in the afternoon when Jordan Neely... Not acting as a Michael Jackson impersonator that vanished 10 years ago. But acting as he has recently acted in an emotionally disturbed, schizophrenic way coming onto the train. And threatening harm. And threatening to kill people. And what did this U.S. Marine, Daniel Penny do? Do we put him in a headlock? Aided by two other good Samaritans. They held him down until the police arrived. In fact, there were 5911 calls describing what the hero Marine and the two Good Samaritans were doing. No one suggested that they were killing Jordan Neely. But you see, originally Alvin Bragg released Daniel Penny rightfully. There was no cause to arrest him. And then all of a sudden his phone was singing and ringing from his mentor. His shot caller, his general, Al Slim Shady Sharpton, who said, you gotta arrest them, Alvin Bragg, and you gotta, you gotta charge him with murder, and you gotta find those, those two bad Samaritans and charge them in, with murder. And not to be outdone was AOC all out crazy, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, leader of the socialists, who on one day said it was a murder. But then she had to up the ante. And she said the next day was a modern-day lynching. And then on the third day, she said it was an execution. And George Soros called from the Hamptons and said to Alvin Bragg, well, why did I drop a million dollars into your campaign to do things like this? To release Marines, vigilantes, to release white people? Do your job, Alvin! So Alvin is controlled. He's a puppet. He's a puppet of Sharpton and AOC and George Soros. And today was that brief court appearance after the grand jury indicted him on second-degree manslaughter and criminally negligent homicide. And now there'll be a high-profile case, a trial. I can assure you, ladies and gentlemen, as so many of you have contributed to what is now a $3 million legal defense fund, that he has the best defense, Thomas Kinniff. I know this man. He ran for the Manhattan District Attorney as the Manhattan GOP candidate while I was running for mayor against Adams. We campaigned side by side. And I'm hoping when all is said and done, that Thomas Kinniff will take up the challenge again, now that we know truly what Alvin Bragg is. Friend of the criminal, enemy of the law-abiding, and those who are our protectors, and run again against them. I'll be so proud to campaign side-by-side side with Thomas Kenneth again. But that's one hero, Daniel Penny, who to this date, no one has been able to dig up any dirt. Think of that. Do we know of any people out there, when you check their social networking, when you check with family and friends, And people who were in the United States Marine Corps with him. Not one person has had a negative word to say. And trust me, it's been a full court press by many in the immediate uh, area, media, and self-described self self uh, private investigators. They've come up with not even belly button lint. But we're in an era of heroes who are standing up and taking a stand, standing their ground. And the other one was a a man I've known for many years, a man's man, a man of honor, Scott Labedo, performance artist, known all throughout this country. And finally, he said, enough is enough. Remember, he bought 48 slices of coal and wood um, cooked pizza right out of the oven, four boxes. And then he marched up to the gates of City Hall and said this, this statement, which will go down in perpetuity.
2: The woke-ass idiots who run this city are doing everything in their power to destroy it. We have naked men with their titties bouncing around all over the city yesterday, in public, in front of children. We have the most violent, raging crime rate ever. We are being invaded by illegal immigrants who are being treated way better than our homeless veterans Our teachers and first responder heroes who were fired, still not compensated, because they didn't take the Fauci injection. Our city schools produce the dumbest kids. And the woke-ass punks who run New York City are afraid of pizza? The world used to respect New Yorkers as tough, thick-skinned, and gritty. Now we have become pussified. It's a damn shame. You heard of the Boston Tea Party? Well, this is the Boston, New York, this is the New York pizza party. Give us pizza or give us death. 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 death. Destroying every small business. That's what this city keeps doing. Can't have a small business. Can't have pizza. New York City is nothing without pizza.
1: Oh, amazing. And as he threw slice after slice over the fence at City Hall, some of the rats came out, you know, the subway rats, and they started to drag it right down <laughs> into the bowels of the 4, 5, and 6 train there, at the Brooklyn Bridge Station. It's amazing. Hero, Daniel Penny. Hero, Scott Lebedo. And it just reminds me as we approach July 4th, and I'm urging all of you, come on out to the Travis 4th of July parade, the longest running in the nation. I'm there every year with the Guardian Angels. You must come out. It's the old traditions. And the, the men of honor, Daniel Penny and Scott Lobato, as one caller yesterday said, it reminds us of Mel Gibson's Braveheart.
2: What will you do without freedom? Will you fight? We will run. And we will live. Die. Right. Fight and you may die. Run and you'll live. At least a while. And dying in your beds many years from now, would you be willing to trade all the days from this day to that For one chance, just one chance, to come back here and tell our enemies that they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom! Freedom!
1: And then you remember how Mel Gibson at the end, Braveheart, was impaled on the rack. Let me just say this about Thomas Kineff, who has served our country honorably in military and in our criminal justice system over the years. And as I said, ran as a Manhattan GOP candidate against Alvin Bragg. And I'm hoping he will run again in four years. I will campaign with him side by side, as I did when I was running for mayor. I stand with Thomas Kneff. I stand with the hero Marine, Daniel Penny. And I stand with Scott Labedo, the performance patriotic artist from Staten Island. And I will tell you this, Justin and Lou, that as I stand with all three men, I would take a bullet for any one of these three men of honor
0: hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt causing anal itching and burning and irritation get fast relief with all natural doctor developed and tested anacle by anacle a-n-a-c-o-o-l on amazon right now and save 15 percent with code wabc 2024
3: sign up to the economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology
0: This is the Riffin Read, featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa.
1: Lou, do you remember this? Uh, it was a feature on um, evening television. I think it was CBS. I may be incorrect. Justin, you wouldn't know this uh, this half-hour program each week because you weren't even birthed. But it was called Family Affair. And it featured the butler, Jeeves, the father who was a mogul uh, in industry and construction, and, of course, the two little children, Jody and Buffy. The rich, the wealthy, the privileged. Where was Robin Leach, the lifetimes of the rich and famous? And ladies and gentlemen, this is the story of a woman who was referred to when she was a child as Buffy.
2: Yes,
1: she was born with a silver spoon in her mouth, big enough to offset the trade balance between the Red Chinese and the United States. At a very young age, she had a butler and a driver, Jeeves, assigned to her in the stretch limo. And she was known to say, when she was coming from uh, (laughs) a very privileged private school, Pass the Grey Poupon. Pass the Grey Poupon. By the way, Jeeves, could you fetch that piece of litter there on Park Avenue right in the median? Now, who am I talking about? I'm talking about the Sanitation Commissioner of New York City, Jessica Tisch. There are rumors galore that I have quantified, checked, checked, and double-checked with uh, retired police, with uh, active police, uh, that Brian Kilme knows about, Sid Rosenberg, Greg Kelly, everybody knows about it. That the mayor of the city of New York, Eric Adams, is planning to replace Kechan Sewell, who leaves as of Friday. That's it. That will be her final day. One police plaza will give her a standing ovation. And that's it. She's gone. And he wants to move quickly to put in a woman who, quite frankly, if she is made police commissioner, Jessica Tish will break the hearts of every man and woman who serves in the police department busting their shoes out in the streets because she has had no, I repeat, no police experience in the streets. Originally, she was a wonk. She did analytics for Ray Kelly in the police department and then for Bratton. But she knows nothing at all about day-to-day police work, and she was shielded from anything in the streets because she existed in the suites for many, many years. So, earlier today, Sid, who's been uh, rampaging against this, along with me and many others, figured, let's go to Peter King. He's like the last vestiges existing of an Eric Adams Republican, right? Almost everyone else's jump, jump ship. And Peter King from Long Island couldn't miss the opportunity once again to praise Nassau County's police department as if they're the greatest that exists in the world. Not and listen to what he had to say about a woman who is clearly not qualified to be police commissioner, Jessica Tisch.
3: Well first let me say I agree with what you said I earlier mean, on that Pat Ryder would be a great choice to be NYPD commissioner. Ah you will listen to no cool. that. Yeah, yeah. Now- now, let me just say something about Jessica Tish. I'm not saying whether she's the perfect person to be commissioner. I worked with her for almost 10 years. She was at the highest levels of the police department. That was no clerical job. She was one of Ray Kelly's top assistants. She was one of the architects of the uh, 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 Amber Protection System in uh, Lower Manhattan, nuclear detection, all of that. She was at the highest level. She was a deputy commissioner for technology. And almost every meeting I was at on counterterrorism with Ray Kelly Jessica Tish was here. That's when I first met her. Is that right? And Bill Bratton came in. He kept her on, and he made her deputy commissioner. So now whether or not she's the perfect choice for commissioner, and the fact is that, as you say, you're going to have Adams and Banks looking over their shoulder. Eshawn, what she had going for her was being a career cop and a great cop, a real cop's cop, so she was able to get more of the support of the rank and file. I think it would be hard to Jessica to get that because if, of the way she'd be coming in, knowing that Adams and Banks are out there.
1: Hey. I agree with uh, Peter King on some of that, but he still hasn't just said, this is ridiculous. But Peter King, all of a sudden, is beginning to hop off the Eric Adams train. He had his lips hermetically sealed to his tookus all through my campaign for mayor, all through uh, virtually the first two years. And now it seems that Eric Adams, the guy that he has supported for mayor, on many occasions, when what Eric Adams said was like indefensible, I, I I got a hint of that this morning with Sid.
3: I'm like you. I was hoping for Eric Adams to do better. He talks a good game at times, but really he's been so erratic and yeah. and uh, yep. all over the place. I just hope that Jessica Titch, whatever happens, her reputation is in ruin because she is a class act.
1: Well, uh, here it is. You know, you know, the city is serious about this. Adams is serious about this. Because, notice, Peter King will not say it's a ridiculous idea. But just the other day, when we were talking about how um, Eric Adams is consumed with God talk, even Peter King, his number one sickle fan, Lackey, as a Republican for Eric Adams, had to acknowledge that the mayor is crazy.
2: I know that uh, you sent me some messages over the last couple of months. You knew my relationship with Eric Adams, which is... Not as good as it used to be, to, to be completely honest. But I know you guys have also forged a friendship of sorts when he said on Sunday, on Father's Day, that God told him he'd be mayor. Friend or not? Did you think he was crazy? Yes.
3: Sometimes, <laughs> yes, I guess. I really did.
1: All right, Peter King, you're finally coming around to your senses, okay? And then uh, Little Birdie called me early on, Lou, because I have so many rats in City Hall now, two-legged rats, who are ready to jump ship. I mean, a lot of people are jumping ship of the good ship uh, Eric Adams. I mean, they're looking for other locations, and they're looking for outlets and people to talk to. And everybody knows I'm the biggest rat in all of New York City, two-legged rat. I eat the Parmesan cheese. So they said today, this is the plan so that you know it, Lou and Justin and everybody else, They're trying to rush this appointment to almost replace uh, Keyshawn Sewell, who leaves on Friday officially and immediately move in Jessica Tish this weekend, the four-day weekend, figuring they could withstand the pressure. People are not going to be paying, tish, uh, paying attention to Tish being the new police commissioner in the news cycle So today was audition day, and uh, all of a sudden coming out into the rotunda at City Hall uh, was first Mayor Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, mayor of the illegal aliens. By the way, hey, husband-in-law, David Patterson, I know you can't see, but your friend Eric Adams has just put in uh, a shelter for illegal aliens, five hundred families, right across the street from where you live, where my oldest son is being raised by you, Anthony, with his mother. Uh, I want to. I want to hear you uh, comment on that when you're on board with uh, John and Rita Cosby uh, on the Five. You've been so supportive of Eric Adams, but I, I digress. So there was the mayor resplendent in a new $5,000 customized suit, not off the rack. Uh, then you had Jessica Tisch, the sanitation commissioner, talking about the next step in the war on rats. And side by side, the very first time I've ever saw this, because normally there's an army of sickle fans, toadies, and lackeys behind the mayor whenever he does a press conference, an army. Uh, you know, they look like zombies. They all stare in the camera. Almost nobody is ever asked to talk. It's like to show you that they're rolling strong. His sister ordained by God. According to the New York Times, this woman who has such undue influence on the mayor, he, she is a version of a female Rasputin S. Ingrid P. Lewis Martin has no assigned position, has total access into any agency, any commissioner. It was side-by-side, and they were giving an audition to Jessica Tish. They were staring at her. I was watching this because there's a stream. And it's clear that they were seeing how Jessica Tish might look as a police commissioner handling street issues. So there was one in particular where reporter asked about how some bodegas yemenite that's who do, who does this yemenite bodegas will have multiple bodegas each one of them under a different llc listen to the question and listen to jessica tish's response um so i, I wanted to ask about um how chains are defined like a, a chain of five um So, if there's, say, like um, a grocery store that has um, that's like a franchise, or a a bodega owner who maybe owns six different bodegas, but they're they're under different LLCs, do they count as chains? Like, how how do you define it?
0: Mike, we can point you to the provision in the administrative code which defines chain stores. But like, if you think of um, an example, like a, a Franchise business like a a Dunkin Donuts, there are obviously more than five Dunkin Donuts in the city, although they may be run by different franchisees, they would count as they would qualify as a chain store and be required to follow these rules
1: so the mayor Eric Adams was in a cone of silence, staring straight ahead very pensively, but staring immediately at. This uh this Jessica Tisch that the Adams administration wants as their police commissioner to replace the outgoing Keyshawn Sewell last day is Friday. Was Ingrid P. Lewis Martin staring at her to see how she answered the question? This particular question, uh, uh, she had a smirk on her face because she didn't like the question. It's clear you really have to have street smarts to understand how the Yemenite. Bodega owners can own six bodegas in the same neighborhood, all of them under a separate LLC. Uh, they, they, they're very astute. And then they negotiate with the uh, landlords to take up any empty mom and pop retail space and they put in these illegal pop up weed stores. And, you know, again, it's hidden behind an LLC. It's cash and carry. So she was flustered by that. But then a reporter came up right towards the end. And said, is there anything you're looking for in a future police commissioner to the mayor? Mr. Mayor, is there
3: anything you're looking for in a future police commissioner? I, I love the creativity in attempting to find a way to get a response. I have a police commissioner right now. And after that commissioner leaves, then we'll talk about what the future holds. But right now I have a commissioner and I like her a lot.
1: Thank you. And uh, Jessica Tish was to his right, and uh, as she has self-proclaimed herself to be his sister, ordained by God, Ingrid P. Lewis Martin, was to her left. And then they very politely left, and the press conference was over. It is clear that this was an audition to see how Jessica Tish would look. You know, and handling some, some tough questions. I would say some of them were tough, but they were all street issues. She's a wonk. She knows how to do analytics. Reminds me of Dermot Shea who was chosen at the end uh, to be the police commissioner, the lapdog for Bill de Blasio, if you remember. Yes, boss. Yes, boss. Whatever you say. You want to take a billion dollars out of the budget, the police budget? Yes, boss. Yes, boss. My job is to do analytics. The reason he became police commissioner is that he knew how to work the ComStat figures deputy inspectors at each and every precinct to make them look better, to fudge the numbers. So all the deputy inspectors loved him out there because they he ended up making them look good. He could cook the books. But he was a lousy street cop. He never came out of the eagle's nest in one police plaza. So they're trying to shove Jessica Tisch into this uh, role as our police commissioner as Keechan Sewell leaves on Friday They'll announce her. This is the plan. Unless all of a sudden the pressure is so intense and the tryout today, the audition didn't turn out to the likings of Mayor Eric Adams and more importantly, Ingrid P. Lewis Martin. With the understanding that Eric Adams and Phil Banks, his deputy mayor of public safety, said originally when Keyshawn Sewell accepted the pact with the devil like damn Yankees, yes. I know I'll be a subordinate to Phil Banks. He's the real police commissioner. I'll just play the role. In fact, one of the candidates, a former police commissioner best of Seattle, actually, when she rejected their offer, said, look, I, I wasn't going to play second fiddle to Phil Banks and I wasn't going to operate in a police department where Eric Adams was quietly calling all the shots. So. This is probably the deal that Jessica Tisch has accepted Today was the audition. meantime, uh, Youssef Salam shocked the world not. If you had your boots on the ground in Harlem, you would know that he was going to wipe the floor with Inez Dickens, who was the choice of the old traditional black Democrats. Their day is over. Uh, so uh right who is the uh, county chairman, the Democratic uh, county chairman, who is the uh, son of turn loose Bruce Wright years ago, uh, like father, like son, embraced Yousef Salon at the Central Park Five. And by the way, they were innocent. I do not side with my colleagues here who say, well, they were wilding, they committed other crimes. No one has ever accused them of that. They were never charged with that. The DNA exonerated them they did not commit that crime. So let's knock it off. You may not have liked the fact they got $50 million from Scott Stringer, the, the uh, city controller at that time, but they did hard time in jail. Put that aside. The problem I have with Yousef Salam is he has two supporters publicly. Screwy Louis Farrakhan of the Nation of Islam.
2: Now the wicked Jews want to use me to break up woman's movement it ain't about Farrakhan it's about women all over the world have the power to change the world
1: remember also screwy Louis Farrakhan how much he hates Jews
2: so my teacher said brother remember every knock is a boost so when they talk about Farrakhan call me a hater, you know what they do, call me an anti-Semite, stop it, I'm anti-termite.
1: Yeah, calling Jews termites. So the other day, Eric Adams announced the creation of New York City's first Jewish Advisory Council, one of the members, our own Rabbi Joe Potashnik. Do you think they're even going to bring this up to the mayor? Like, we have to condemn this? What do you think, Lou? You think the 40 big machas are going to say anything? Do you think Eric Adams is going to say anything? Of course not. All you have to do is mention Farrakhan and you hear crickets. Youssef Salam, you're our enemy because you have embraced Farrakhan. You were innocent uh, of rape of that woman in Central Park. But this is a sin and a stain that you cannot just wash away.
0: is The Riffin' Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa.
1: Yes, it is. In fact, uh, a family affair up in the Bronx, the 13th City Council District, where you have the GOP chairman, Mike Rendino, who chose his sister, Christy Marmorado, to run, who's married to the chairman of the Board of Elections. And you talk about nepotism. Can you imagine that? The head of the Bronx Board of Elections is the brother-in-law of the GOP chairman, Mike Rendino, and the husband of the city council, Republican candidate, Christy Marmarado. After last night's results, uh it's going now to ranked choice voting. Christy got 48. My candidate George Habernick, got 44. And Samantha Zerga got eight. And as you know, George uh, Habernack and Samantha Zerka, there is no support in their hearts uh, for Christy Marmorado. And so now it has to go uh, to count the absentee ballots. You know, this reminds me of my many battles with the Gadis, like my battles with the Rendinos. For years, we were told that John Gotti Sr. was the Teflon Don. We learned out later from their undivorced, Sammy the Bull Gravano. No, no, he beat the rap three times because we fixed the juries. With Bruce Cutler, you thought it was Bruce Cutler? No, no, we fixed the juries. So that's why they sprung John Gotti Sr. They're going to fix this. It's 200 absentee votes that went out to Republicans. Supposedly 90 came back. How can they be trusted since they control every aspect of this? The husband is the head of the Board of Elections, Mr. Marmorado. The candidate is Christy Marmorado, and the GOP chairman is Mike Rendino. Why is it that the lawyer for George Habernick will not be in the room when the absentee ballots are opened up? Ladies and gentlemen, this is no different. When Sammy the Bull Gravano fixed cases for John Gotti Sr., the fix looks like it's in.
0: Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L. On Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.